This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergat. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Our uh, summer friend, Matt Wilson. Uh, Matt Wilson. Matt Williams joins <laughs> us uh, this morning. I don't know where he got Wilson from. I'm not even talking about uh, anybody named Wilson. But uh, Matt Williams joining us, uh, former head coach of the Cardinal Boys, works with us a little bit, uh, communications instructor there at Wilmer Senior High, uh, has kids participating in summer activities uh, here this summer, and and uh, you like to play an occasional little round of golf, probably would have beat me how I played on Sunday at my tournament. You'd have probably beat me, even though you've played, what, a total of 20 rounds in your whole life? No, I've, I've played a little bit a little more, more okay, than that. Right, a little right. bit more than that. Right. Maybe, maybe 10 rounds a summer, but uh, <laughs> I heard you were playing with Coach Carlson. Maybe yes. a little intimidation factor, you know. Yeah, we, we both stunk. There oh, wasn't okay, anybody right. intimidating anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it was competitive again, right? So. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I just didn't play well. You know, yeah. it's always more fun to play well, yeah. especially in a tournament. But but uh, anyway. Uh, the, the course over here looks amazing. Terrific condition. Oh my god! Fantastic. Just driving by, I couldn't. I, I mean, it's right amount of rain here recently. It's, it's unbelievable. Really greened up. It's very nice. I played at a little nine-hole course last weekend in Elmore, Minnesota. Okay. It was beautiful, and it was. Uh, there was a few that were valley-like, you know, yeah. three hundred yard par fours. But yeah. then there were some challenging holes, and yeah. it was a fun little, uh, fun little track. I so don't know where that is. Honestly. It's just south of Blue Earth, okay. which is where my in-laws live. And, I see. And uh, Blue Earth has a nice course, just nine holes as well. But yeah. then yeah. Uh, my wife's brother was like, "Hey, let's go down to Elmore. That's where I like to golf." So yeah. all right, let's go down there. Yeah. And took the took the kids and yeah. Uh, it was fun, yeah. We played a scramble, you know. You, sure. When you have kids, it's good to play a scramble. Yeah. Then, then they spray one. It moves along a little faster. faster. So anyway, it was fun. It's it's hard for a bunch of novices to all play their own ball. Yeah. It's very hard. It takes a long time. And uh, you'll start getting looks from people that are behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I played about a week ago with former Cardinal uh, legend Noah Slocker. He's, oh, sure. He's now a banker. Okay. So, banker equals he's golfing a lot more than he ever used to. So. Well, as some would say that would be true. <laughs> I have banker friends on this very podcast who get a chance to play plenty of golf. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. yeah. Hey, I wanted to bring you in. You know, you follow the Timberwolves uh, pretty closely like I do. Uh, I guess I was surprised that they signed Nas Reed. I kept hearing that, uh, you know, he was going to get a bigger deal than the Timberwolves would be able to fit under the cap, that if he hit the open market, he'd be worth more. But then I saw that maybe the fracture in his wrist depressed his value enough that the Timberwolves were then able to get in on it, and he wanted to stay. I, I like that they kept Nas Reed. Oh, I, I really like it. I, I think, you know, some people are looking at it and saying, oh, this means that they're going to probably get rid of one of their other centers or, you know, this Gobert or Cat are on the move. I don't know if it's that case, that case at all. I think they just see the value in Nas Reed. And, uh, John Krasinski, who writes for The Athletic, I, I really enjoy reading a lot of his stuff, especially about the Timberwolves. He does a good job. He used to write for the Star Trip. Correct, yeah. 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 He uh, he wrote an article yesterday about Nas Reed and said he's one of the few Timberwolves that's always worked out in Minneapolis. He mm-hmm. just loves being around the organization, loves the town, loves the just has a good feel for it. Well, they gave him a chance. Yep. You know, nobody else. He was undrafted, mm-hmm. and uh, then the Timberwolves pursued him after the draft, and uh, and brought him in. And he probably was one of those guys. You know, he played. I think was it four years at Cincinnati. Might have uh, been three. 
I think uh, he played at LSU, actually. Was it LSU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but, he, but he had a fairly yeah. long college yep. career. Yep. He's a little bit of a tweener. Yep. That's the problem. A little bit of four, a little bit of five. Uh, so nobody else took a chance on him. So he probably feels a sense of loyalty to the Wolves as well. And he wasn't in great shape when he came out of college. He he was he had, he had was a, quite a bit heavier than he is right now. He wasn't an outside shooter at all. He was just a big banger. And, yeah, yeah. Um, according to this John Krasinski, he's the hardest worker in the building. Mm. And, you know, Glenn Taylor and the coaches and some of the people that are watching every day say, okay, if we can't reward this guy, then yeah. what is our culture really all about? You know, yeah. so yeah. it's one of those um, where I think not only are they looking at the future of their team, they're also saying, hey, this is, a, this is what we want our, our organization to look like. We want yeah. it to be about people who got better, who like X, Y, and Z, and, and Nas Reed kind of represents that. So let's give him some money. But could he have gotten more money in the – in the open market, it sure feels that way. Yeah, it does. Uh, and uh, who was it? Oh, I was talking to Sue Ann yesterday, and I asked about that. You know, how did this all happen? And he's the one who referenced to me that maybe his value was depressed a little bit because of the injury. Mm-hmm. You know, he fractured his wrist and missed the last what ten games or mm-hmm. so, and then all of the all, all of the playoffs, all f- six games or whatever they had. But uh, yeah, he's he's a terrific player. You need depth. You can't. You know, I mean, look at Phoenix. They load up on three stars, and it wasn't enough. They didn't have enough depth to advance through the playoffs. you got to have depth of roster, and he certainly provides that. Well, one of, when one of your stars is Cat, who yeah. has not exactly uh, been, been, healthy lately. been healthy lately. I think, you know, Nas Reed is a little bit of Cat insurance here. A little, yeah. You know, um, somewhere along the way, you just know that Cat's going to miss some games. And, yeah, and which Nas hasn't Reed, always been the case. No, it hasn't. He played his first, what, 273 games or something like that. He played every game he yeah. played. And then all of the, he started to get caught up too, I think, in the, you know, the load management mm-hmm. and all that, where they're missing so many games. And then he's had his injuries. Yeah. Uh, and this most recent one, the 50 gamer, this last season, you know, the Timberwolves, they didn't think he was going to miss that long. Uh, they came out, remember, and said about six weeks, which would have been more like 20 games, uh, if that. And then it winds up being 50 and a lot longer. And he said, well, they never asked me about the timeline for my return. So I, I have a hard time always believing the athletes that they need as much time off as they do from injuries. He's made some very odd comments lately. Yep. Starting back with that injury, he kind of threw the front office under the bus. And, you know, yep. why Why did you say that? I never yeah. said it was going to be that long. Well, yep. then recently, somebody asked him about his trade, you know, trade, whatever. And he yeah. said, my value is whatever the Timberwolves think my value is. And yeah. He just has made some really odd comments as of late about yeah. about uh, you know the organization and I don't know I mean would they look at trading cat maybe but the return's yeah. not going to be what people think it's going to be I read somewhere people were like trade him for Damian Lillard the Trailblazers aren't going to do that like no. they might have done it for the third pick maybe maybe but there's not it's not even a guarantee no uh, because look cat has been in the league a long time they've had a losing record. Almost every year he's been with the team. He can't wash his hands of the losing that's gone on during his tenure. What is it, eight years with the Wolves? They've had a winning record twice in eight years. Well, he's been the star the whole time. He's been the man. So now he'll say, wow, they need to put better pieces around me. Throw his teammates under the bus. But, you know, own some of that. And instead, what does he do? Uh, uh, When I'm retired, they'll say I changed the game. Really? Who's no. going to say that? No. What have you changed? No. You didn't change anything that I've seen. No, in fact, he might be, be becoming a dinosaur in the league yeah. because everybody talks about switchable bigs and you need, you know, you know, he did change a little bit in the fact that he's maybe one of the first 
stretch fives, if if you want to use that term. But it's but it's. But he's not a switchable big at all. He can't guard anybody. And and there's a bunch of guys doing that yeah, now too. Right, a right. lot of fives are shooting the three these oh, days. Oh, for sure, right? Yeah. And I don't think necessarily because of him. No, I, I don't think so. Either. If you ask him, that's what happened. Yeah, no. uh, the word humble and Carl Anthony Towns have never been used together <laughs> ever, or never will be. No. Uh, there's still one line that you know it was. Of course, it was immediately after a game, kind of emotional that irked me. Was when he hits the game-winning shot. He missed 50 games. He comes back. He hits that big shot at the end of the game, and he yells, "This is what movies are made about." Yeah, no, it, no, they're not. No, not no. the not the 74th game yeah. of the 82 yeah. game season. And and then he says no. on on Pat Bev's podcast, you know, all these athletes with their own podcasts. Careful what you wish for. You're going to say some things when there isn't a a, a media professional there with you. And it's just athletes talking. There's going to be some dumb things said. And one of them was Kat saying that what the Timberwolves did in making the playoffs and coming together was a bigger deal than winning the championship that the Denver Nuggets did. But, but see, he has this colossal ego. And, and it's a little fragile because he doesn't win anywhere. So then he has to come up with reasons why winning is not the ultimate thing. It's how you. It's your process of doing that. I think that's what he's trying to say, which is uh, delusional. Completely delusional. Yeah. It's, it sounds like something Pat Beverly would say. Right. I mean, to a certain extent, but uh, you know, the the thing with Cad is, you said it earlier. He's never been a winner. Yeah. He's never. You don't ever feel like he elevates his teammates, no, right? No. Um, you know, he he's one of the few that made a few lob passes to Gobert at the early part of the year, and yeah. people were just raving about. Yeah. Well, Carl Anthony Towns is. Is uh, he's he's accepting Gobert and he's the one person on the team that's trying to work around him and it's like, no, he's not. He's yeah. He he's the guy who has the ball in his hands most of the time. So yeah, yeah if he makes a couple passes a game, he probably should be making a couple passes a game. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns' best role on this Timberwolves team, we saw it when he came back, is to stand in the corner and shoot jumpers. Yeah, and he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do it. No, and and uh, and rebound, uh, and he no longer has to defend the big biggest baddest guys in the league which he was never very good at he's defending guys that are his size again now because he's outsized against a lot of the bigger guys like like gobert was mm-hmm. uh and uh so that that should have helped him but but his game is he wants to play at the top of the floor well that doesn't work anymore like this so we'll see you know uh they didn't get a full year to try it out it's on finch to figure it out We'll see if it happens now. In Cat's defense, I've been ripping him this whole time. But in his defense, he did take fewer shots. Uh, he has sacrificed some scoring and so forth with the addition of Gobert and the emergence of Anthony Edwards. He he seems to be fine with Edwards a lot of times dribbling and shooting, and that's the entire possession. Yeah. Edwards needs to get better too. He's another guy in the Timberwolves that I, I love. Anthony Edwards. I think he's becoming a star. But he doesn't make his teammates better that I've seen. He's not a great passer of the ball. Yeah, right now they don't work together to make each other better. It's yep. a very individual game. And when you watch the you know NBA Finals and you watch how Denver yeah. operates off of each other, yep. I mean, they move the ball. It's night and day the difference, yep. right? Now yep. to go back to our initial point, I don't think they're going to get rid of Cat either. No. I, th- I think they're going to roll it all back. Yeah. Uh, and Nasri. And I think they Nasri's should on insurance. Yeah. I think they should honestly. They really didn't get a full chance to play. However, your reference of Cat's injury history in recent years, they may never get that chance because Gobert misses games with injuries as well. I think the most games he's played in the last you know seven eight years is about sixty. 
he, he's a guy who misses games uh, with injuries as well because of his colossal size. They uh, overestimated uh, Rudy Gobert's offensive abilities. Yes. Remember early in the year, they, they started giving him the ball and, and letting him dribble it. That shouldn't be happening. He has a very limited offensive game. He needs to go back to scoring off of junk baskets only. Grab your offensive rebound or post up, get a lob, stuff like that. He should not get the ball more than six feet from the hole. He just has no offensive game at the high post. And the ball needs to be above his head when he catches it at yep. all times. Yep. Anything below his head, he, he, does, he, he doesn't have great hands. He no. doesn't handle well. No. You have to throw it up above his shoulders so he can go up and grab it up there. It's the only way he only way he can play. Yep. And I remember them, them trying to convince people that he might have a, you know, he actually has a 10-foot or 12-foot jump shot. The Jazz wouldn't let him do it. We no. didn't see it. No, he doesn't. That, yeah. that, they didn't let him because he can't make it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think... You know, and and you look at you, we reference the draft. You look at what the you know what they're bringing in in the draft. Yeah, this is where we're at right now. It's flyers. It's lottery tickets. Yep, it is. And, and that's the way it's going to be for the next few years because of the Gobert trade. Is the people we're bringing in? You know, another six ten athletic guy. Well, it's just like Josh Minot last year. Yep. Now it's Leonard Miller this year. It's yep. these are lottery tickets. That's all it is. And maybe, yep. maybe we hit one. But most likely, we probably don't. Right. And Jalen Clark. Uh, you know, I mean, gosh, uh, uh, Jokic was a second-round pick, 41st overall. Tim Conley put that team together in mm-hmm. Denver. He drafted Murray and Jokic and, he, you know, all these guys. And they were patient with Jokic and let him develop into the best player uh, in the world right now, uh, Nikola Jokic. How do you think Conley feels, right? I mean, he <laughs> missed out on his chance to win a... A championship ring. Yeah, he left for the money. Yeah. The Timberwolves dumped so much money on him, he just couldn't resist. So he took the money to come to the Timberwolves, which really is, you know, like you're being outcast in the NBA to come to Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, this is the losingest franchise in the history of the NBA. Uh, they make the Clippers look like they're good. Uh, you know, so it's... It, it, I wonder how he feels about that. You know, he can, he can, he can salve his wounds with stacks of cash. But nonetheless, the competitor inside of him has to say, I wish I hadn't left Denver. We got a championship over there. Say, I, I gave up a ring to come to Minnesota. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a tricky one. Yeah. And, you know, I think the question with Connolly is, what I just referenced is, it, was Jokic a lottery ticket? Or did, was he so intelligent that he saw what Jokic was going to become? Yeah. That's, that's the question, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. for all these executives, is, am I that smart that I saw this yeah. and I knew what was coming? Or... Did I but, happen to have happen to run into a really lucky lottery ticket? Yeah. Well, then they did help develop. That's him. true. That's true. Yeah. There's yeah. some development yeah, there. For sure. But yes, I I would say they couldn't at that point say Nikola Jokic is going to be should have been a three time MVP. Except there was a lot of lobbying for Joel Embiid at the end of the year this yeah. year. No. There was a lot of votes that were changed because of Embiid's own personal views of you know uh, uh, you know I should be winning the MVP finally here. And Jokic really deserved it again. So it should have been a three-time MVP. No way they could have seen that when they took him in the second round. No, and I know that the MVP is supposed to be a regular season award, but yeah. if you wait a week or two weeks to vote on MVP, yeah, there's Jokic, no doubt who Jokic it is. is the MVP again, right? Yeah. Like there's there's zero doubt in that on that one. So. Yeah, I don't know what the season is going to come. They're going to run it back. I would like to see Towns be healthy and those guys play together. And then if it isn't working by the trade deadline, make something happen at that point. But, yeah, they're, they're going to run it back, at least for now. I mean, they're starting five if you look at talent, just pure talent. They're, they're as good as anybody in the league yeah. talent-wise. And, yeah. they, and they do. you start to see the fit. You know, you have a true point guard now in Conley. 
You have Edwards to be the lead lead guard. Yep. You've got McDaniels to be that kind of jack of all trades, and you've got your two bigs. You've got a little bit of depth with Reed. You know, I think they still need to add, and and Kyle Anderson's coming back. I think we need a little bit more depth at the guard position. Yeah. Um, but you see the, you know, the the blueprint of a decent team if they can all jive and work together. Yeah. Let's hope that's the case. Uh, the Twins, forty and forty, and in first place. Uh, they would be in last place in, in the American League East. Uh, it's been interesting. Um, you know, uh, they're consistently inconsistent. That's the epitome of a 500 team, right? You don't know what you have, really. You have a an average team, uh, if that, at a 500. It's been a struggle kind of here. I heard uh, your conversation this morning with Bill Dean and J.P. Cola, and they, yeah. t- they were talking about how the Braves, you know, that roster and that pitching staff, and, man, they look like, they look yeah. like contenders. Well, that's what a first place team's supposed to look like. Yeah. Do you see that at all with the, with the Minnesota Twins right they can't, now? They can't score enough. They can't score enough runs. They just don't have uh, enough offense. Now, I was fine with the trading of, of Louis Arise, but that trade isn't looking very good right now because what can't they do? They can't score, and he's hitting 400. Now, he's not going to be hitting 400 if he was still with the Twins. I believe that really lit a fire under him uh, when he went to Miami, he got in better shape because he was never really in great shape for the Twins. And he has, you know, there's five tools in baseball. He has one. That's the hit tool. The others are hit for power. Nope, doesn't do that. Speed, he's, I think, in the fourth percentile for a sprint speed in baseball. Uh, throwing, his arm is terrible. Uh, and, and defense. So he's got one tool. But it is a really good one that he's developed uh, quite a bit. But I'm still fine with the trade. But if he's hitting singles and then Gallo and Correa are striking out behind him, we're still yeah. not scoring What rounds. does it do? It's right. So, yeah. And where was he going to play? There was yeah. no spot for him. No. When they determined in the offseason that Byron Buxton was going to only DH for some time until his knees got better, and by the way, this just in, arthritic knees don't tend to get better, no. so he's this is something he's going to deal with his entire career. He has five years left on his contract. But once they decided he was a DH only, that was when they were going to move a rise. Why wouldn't they announce that? Why wouldn't they tell people that? Because the DH thing kind of came after spring training. All of a sudden, this big like if they knew that when they traded Louis Arise, yeah. why not tell the public this? Yeah, when yeah. did went the trade have gone down even better? Then I mean, went to the <laughs> yeah, I don't know pub, pub, publicity and public uh, opinion yeah. been better if they yeah. just were upfront with people? Yeah, maybe. I I don't know that they really consider the public opinion much though when they're doing these I things. Suppose. But yeah. they should. I, mean, I know. Because then they that's take a lot of their heat. salary. That, yeah, that's what they take a lot of heat for that too, uh, not doing that. But you know, I was fine with the trade when it happened. Uh, you know, a lot of people are unhappy about it, but they don't really look into the numbers. A lot of those people, the numbers indicated, yeah, you can move on from Louis Rice. At what point do does the clubhouse start to turn a little bit on Rocco in the front office, though? Because you, you know, we've seen a little bit of it. You have Royce Lewis have his best game. Some of his best games, then he sits out a game yeah, because yeah. Kyle Farmer's played in the Atlanta stadium before. Yeah, who like, cares? You've got to be kidding me, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you bring in Pagan again, yeah. right? I mean, I was in a at tight a, game. I was at a wedding two weeks ago, and and somebody asked what was the score of the of the Twins game, and and they were like, "Well, they just brought Pagan in. That's all they oh, said. They it's didn't, over. They didn't give the score. I know. They said everybody they brought knows. Pagan in and everybody's head went down. Yeah, everybody knows." If it's a close game, he's going to give up a home run, which he did again last night. How, how do you how do you build any kind of trust in your clubhouse like I, that? I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think you can. I don't know that I'm going to spend time watching him anymore, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, you have to. you got to talk to me every Tuesday. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I'll do it for research purposes. Coach, thanks so much. Absolutely, Todd. Take care. Matt Williams joining us here on the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends Podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.